too many people go to their accountants, they see them once a year, they walk in, they give them a big folder of stuff and they walk out with a tax return they've signed that they don't understand what any of it is. I think there's a huge fear of numbers and it it freezes people. So I try to, I suppose, teach the alphabet. What are the basics? What do you need to know? And then help you clean up your data, you know, fix up your accounting. And then it's really understanding that money is just a language. So if you don't speak money, it's not really going to tell you a story. Welcome to episode 141 of Be The Drop, a weekly interview podcast sharing stories from people who inspire and motivate others to help you learn how to tell your story. I'm Amelia Veal, Director at Narrative Marketing and firm believer in the superpower of storytelling. Accounting for creative business is not a statement you often hear or two groups of people you'd normally associate. However, finance is the basis of any business and the creative arts experience sales, tax and accounting in the same way any other business does. Lauren Teal, director at The Real Teal, is changing how we see accounting and business for creative minds. Lauren is a performer, an entrepreneur and most importantly, an accountant who is focused on teaching and helping creative people achieve financial success. In today's episode of Be The Drop, Lauren demonstrates her passion as she reflects on her business journey. Lauren shares her top accounting solution for creatively minded businesses, and she also talks us through her branding development and sales funnels considerations. This is Lauren's version of Be The Drop. Considering starting your own podcast, at Narrative Marketing, we deliver a full range of podcast production options. Or if you'd like help getting started to produce your own content, I also deliver podcast training programs. Hit the link in the show notes for more. Thank you so much, Lauren, for joining me on our next episode of Be The Drop. My absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. And you've brought along to get us started your item of significance, and that's something that connects you with your story and your community. So could you please share that with us? Yeah, absolutely. So I have brought along a tiny miniature little trophy, which uh, says Hall of Fame, Lauren Teal for Adelaide Comedy. And I got this a couple of years ago, maybe three or four years ago now, and I got it from Craig Egan, who runs Adelaide Comedy. And at the time, or, you know, the year prior, I'd been working with him on email and admin and and really just helping him, I suppose, to get his business more organized. And that led to setting up Zero accounting software and led to some spreadsheets and some numbers and maths and stuff like that. And for me, it's a reminder of where I've come from and why I do what I do, because I think any accountant can do what I do, but they don't. And often I think they can belittle creatives or small businesses who really have fantastic business models, products, services, who just need a little bit of extra help, a little bit of tender, loving care, a bit of real interest in what they're doing. And then, you know, their businesses and their lives can really improve. 
Mm. So, oh, I love this story. And because you're very left-right brain, aren't you? Yes. Because you are an accountant yes. and you do help small businesses, but you do focus in that creative space because you're also a creative. Yeah. So tell us a little bit more about the real till then. Sure. I suppose it comes back to my genetics. My mum is a visual artist, a painter and a drawer. And my dad, I used to help run R.M. Williams. So very much a businessman. And he was actually originally an accountant. I did not want to follow in dad's footsteps at all. That looked like the most boring thing to do and all these board meetings and things to read and bank statements. Like who cares? Mum's life looks way more fun. And I'd always loved the stage. I had my first performance at three. I've wanted to be a dancer or a singer and actor my whole life. So that was the plan. And then I, I think I woke up a you know, about 18 or 19, I went, oh, this is a high risk plan. This is, <laughs> this is an industry that maybe I need to get found or I'm, I'm waiting for somebody else's permission to do what I want to do. Um, and I, and I started dancing in the fringe. That's where I met Craig Egan at Adelaide Comedy. And that really then showed me that I have a natural skill set in this area, but I have an understanding of what my people and this arts community are experiencing what they're interested in, how they feel towards business. Uh, And then it was then that I decided, actually, I think this is an opportunity. This isn't a problem to act like a translator, a bridge between the small business creatives and the business way of doing things. So good. And you've packaged that together and built a business. Yeah. So the real teal is an accounting firm for creative small businesses. And I've kind of tweaked it recently actually to be for creatively minded people because I do have an electrician on my books, um, but I've also got, you know, a donut van, I've got circus, I've got dancers, photographers. So it's really not, you don't have to have a creative business, but if you prefer visuals, if you prefer, you know, phone conversations, not written reports, if numbers aren't your thing, but you're really good at what you do, then you're my kind of person Mm. and it's really I suppose accounting but helping people understand what that really means it's not just tax and I think accounting can be for small businesses very intimidating and as you say if you're not numbers minded which I'm not as well so I can completely relate um, if you're not then it is overwhelming and you you understand that it's so critically important to business it's a fundamental aspect if we can't pay the bills then we can't be in business but how the nuances of all that works is really intimidating so how do you work with these people who are more creatively minded to help them navigate that journey I think it's a mind shift as well away I suppose almost away from oh gosh you know I need this to be able to pay bills to going I need this to achieve my dreams I need this to buy this house, which means I need this much income, which means my business needs this much income. So my first step is always to spin the goal around to not being a negative, but being a positive. I ask them a lot of questions about what their plans are, what they like, what they like doing. You know, are their business goals about growth? Not everyone's are. Some is about lifestyle. I just want to be able to afford to live where I live and surf every day and produce this or I want to be able to travel the world doing fringe so how do I do that other people are like I want to build an empire and I want to be selling creative works online using shops whatever it is so you can't assume about other people and you can't assume about other businesses what they want to do and then it's really understanding that money is just a language 
So if you don't speak money, it's not really going to tell you a story. So I try to, I suppose, teach the alphabet. What are the basics? What do you need to know? And then help you know where to find things, clean up your data, you know, fix up your accounting, make it easy to manage, or I'll manage it for you. I love how you're talking about this process because, you know, learning the language of money and teaching Mm. an ABC, I think that really takes away some of that intimidation around, you know, the the accounting and Mm. the numbers. So it is, for me, I think that's a, a unique way of tackling accounting. Yeah. Education is first. Too many people go to their accountants. They see them once a year, they walk in, they give them a big folder of stuff and they walk out with a tax return they've signed that they don't understand what any of it is. Um, I do tend to set a bit more homework for my clients, which some appreciate, some only I hope appreciate at the end. But, you know, it's about them knowing their own numbers. It's all well and good for me to know if your business is healthy or not. But if you don't know on a month to month or day to day basis, then that's no good. And also for you to have the knowledge of like, okay, I really want you know, like I said, to buy this house or whatever, you need to be able to translate that back to something measurable. And money's just a really easy way to do that. It's not hard to manage money. It is if no one's taught you though. Mm. So I just want to help people know what I know. Mm. And so, you know, are you helping them set up tools as well and, you know, strategies in their business? And what are some of those like key things that people just really need to be on top of? Uh, I run a coaching program, which is like 12 weeks to really set businesses up or get them on the right track. So we start by setting or figuring out what your values are. That then determines your vision, I like to say. Um, you know, where do you see yourself and your business in one year, in five years? We do a bit of a SWOT analysis, which is your strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. So internal and external factors. And then piece that all together to basically go, right, where do I want to be in five years? And then break that back down in years four, three, two, one. Break that into 12 months and it becomes like a bit of a to-do list but at a high level. So we go, oh, if you really want that thing by, you know, 12 months time, well, you better start working on that. I'll introduce you to my marketing team. I'll introduce you to these people who've done those publications or whatever it is. So the first step is really knowing where they're trying to go so that we know how to get there. Often, naturally, that involves getting more financially organized because that's why they've come to me and not some other coach, making sure they've got the right bank set up setting up softwares like do training as well so there's no kind of join me and then in 12 weeks I'll leave you in the lurch good luck (laughs) you know we want you to be empowered and I love how you go through this process because obviously you're an accountant but what you're talking about understanding their values their vision strengths and weaknesses it's a very similar process that we go through in building your communication yeah you know, yeah. so there's a lot of crossover in how to build a successful business in the foundations of what you need to do from an administration accounting aspect to how you're going to communicate that. So what are some of the biggest challenges you see for businesses in this area? I think there's a huge fear of numbers and it, it freezes people. They they go, oh gosh, I don't really know what to do. I better do nothing and I'm, oh, I'm late on my tax. I'll just not lodge it for three years. That will be better. And I get it. Like, it's not, I'm not coming from a judgmental, you know, place with that. Like whatever people bring, I swear I've seen worse. So it's, I think that's the biggest thing is going, there is a way that you can do this. There is a way that you can get ahead. There is a way that you can get out of debt. 
There is a way that you can actually build your business into what you want, but you need, this is the thing. This is the thing. You cannot just expect the world to give that to you because you make a beautiful creative art or, you know, service or product. Like if you were running any other business, people would expect you, the world would expect you to run it like a business, you know? And if you want to do well, then I think you need to have some of that in you. And so for yourself as well, like educating and empowering small businesses is something you're really passionate about. And you share a lot of content around that. You know, what was your conscious decision to do that? I I was looking at the accounting world. So I was working in bigger firms and I've got a lot of accountants in my family, my dad, my brother, my partner works at an accounting firm, my brother's wife, like we have a lot of accountants. So I've seen a lot of firms and, and they're, they're great. They can all do the accounting and the tax, you know, maybe better than I can do, but what they weren't doing was providing the extra service, the extra care, the education, the empowerment side. And also like, it's not the most fun job if that's not your thing. Like if, if someone's like, can you please go reconcile all those transactions? Of course, you're going to dread that and put that at the bottom of the list. So you kind of need a bit of a cheerleader beside you too. So for me, I went, well, how am I going to make my clients do what I need them to do to be able to help them? That whole, you know, help me help you. Mm. That's what I'm trying to do. So it's really, it is a bit of a process to get there, but we do get there in the end and all the, you know, feedback and testimony tell me it's worth it by that point. (laughs) So, and you really spent some time investing in your brand, building that point of difference and adding that element of education and and being the cheerleader, which I love, great concept. And, but you've really built a strong, Mm. consistent, very identifiable brand around it. Can you talk us through a little bit about that journey and why you went down that path. Right. The branding, the communications, the messaging, partly was because I was going out on my own and to run my own business. And I went, well, how am I meant to connect with these artists? Because, you know, I know a handful of them and and I'm a performer myself and that's got to give me some credibility. But I knew I needed to have, you know, more public image. I knew also my competition weren't necessarily nailing that. So I thought this is a bit of a competitive advantage. And my very first client actually was a photographer and she, her approach to photography inspired me, you know, daily posts, blogs, beautiful website, very consistent branding as well. And so I actually outsourced to that. And then I later did a website revamp that really kicked off, I suppose, the more consistent, clean look. And then, yeah, I went, well, maybe not everyone can afford to have a one-on-one coach um, and and also a bit of lead gen can happen from providing a little bit of advice, a little bit of, you know, here's a hot tip for the day. So I do that as well to encourage people to get in contact. Mm, so building that trust and communication. Yeah, yeah. Build, build the brand, build the name. I want the routine to be such that if you are an artist and someone's like, oh, I need an accountant, they're like, um, why aren't you with the real teal? Mm, I love it. So you're clear on your goals. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yes. So along your journey, Lauren, can you share us a story of a significant learning, something that really stands out as a bit of an aha moment for you? So I decided that I was going to go run my own accounting firm on about day two of being an accountant. So (laughs) my first learning is patience because what I found is that to be able to actually do what I needed to do and, you know, provide all these services to my clients, 
actually did need experience and I did need some more education, like my chartered accounting qualification now. And it drove me to appreciate the position I was in to sort of reflect, okay, today I'm a graduate. It is day two of working in this firm. You're here for a reason and it is a part of your bigger plan. It's a part of it. It's not the whole plan and that's fine. Yeah, I completely align with that. The biggest learning, you know, is is around that things just take time. Yeah. You know, I hate and you, it. <laughs> and and it doesn't always work, but it still is in that right direction because you've also got to learn the things that don't work in order yeah. to get to that point to know what does work. Yes. So it is a real patience game. I think my only other key learning is to to really like I said focus on not just working or doing my business as in not just doing accounting because I used to focus on that and that would drive everything and then I'd get to the end of the week and realized I'd you know I hadn't replied to somebody for a month and then I lost this lead and, and I was like no this isn't the kind of branding or reputation I want I want to be really reliable and consistent and I want to communicate well because that's what you know the the arts community really need and you know if you entrust someone with them the money you want them to get back to you you know within 24 hours or whatever so I then made a conscious decision and went okay response time is important to me even if it's not a full response it's like I will get back to you whatever it is so they know they're looked after um, and also properly managing my sales pipeline my lead generation to conversion and making sure that everyone has been spoken to they've all you know we've had a phone conversation figured out what they want am I the right fit are they the right fit for me I don't just take on everybody I'm you know in a position where I can pick and choose most of them I take on but <laughs> I like that com- comment as well around managing your sales pipeline. Mm. You know, it's so important and I think something that businesses don't necessarily do all that well sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, sales-focused businesses might, but other creative industries, say, for example. But do you use a tool at all to help you manage your sales pipeline? Yeah, actually that comes into my affiliation with a codex. So when I did decide to take this a bit more seriously and branch out and set up the Realty as a company, I also signed up with a codex and they're really a business built for supporting freelance accountants like me. (laughs) And they provide all of the software, all of the systems, the training, some lead generation as well, everything you really need that you would otherwise have to go find or do yourself or outsource. And so They have, I think it's built on Salesforce and they've got this incredible software solution for us, which will bring in all of our leads. We can track them. You know, how many days has it taken me to respond? You know, at what stage are they? Am I waiting for them? Have I sent them what they need? Um, And then once they're converted, I suppose, into like, okay, I've got a dollar figure on this one. So this job is worth X dollars if I can get it across the line. For someone like me, who is very numbers driven, that's very motivating. And I'm very competitive with myself. So it means I can go, okay, my target is to beat last month or, you know, and often it's number of clients as well, not just about money. It's going, okay, how many people can I help as well? So it just means I can track that again, not instinct. I'm not going, oh, I feel like my business is growing. I have no idea. I'm like, actually, I know it is in these ways. Mm, yes, we interviewed Chris Hooper from a Codex. Um, I can't remember. It was a while ago yeah, now. Yeah. I'll link in the show notes to that because he's got a really great approach to accounting and um, it's a really good model that he's built there. Yeah, it's incredible. And the network that they've got is 
super special and probably my favorite or second favorite. I think after the technology and all the solutions which have helped me to build the business and do what I do, next is the other accountants because to have to sit at home or by myself figuring out how to do accounting would be really depressing and hard. Um, you know, we're not born with the tax law in our brains. So often it's about asking other people, you know, have you experienced this? What do you think about this? You know, can you interpret this particular passage of law? What do you think? This is what I think, blah, blah, blah. And also you just make more friends, you know, other people. And often they'll also support my business and go, Hey, I've got this person who's come through their hairdresser. It's not really my jam. I look after, I don't know, construction. So do you want to chat to them? And so we help each other out in that context Mm. too. Yeah, fantastic. And having that peer-to-peer support network is so important. Well, thank you so much. I feel like we have jam-packed so many gold nuggets into this interview. In conclusion, though, could you share with me Lauren's Be The Drop Tip? And so that is your top tip for how to communicate with influence. So Be The Drop is built around my saying that I really like, which is a waterfall begins with one drop. So how do we communicate to collaborate and bring in other people? Interesting. And you can have a moment. Ooh, ah. Chris, <laughs> cut, cut that out. Oh my God. Keep it in, keep it in. In terms of communicating with influence, you say, I think you need to be exceptionally honest. You know, I'm not over here pretending that I know everything about accounting because I don't. What I can promise you is I will figure it out. I think I will be the best accountant for my particular tiny little niche market and that's what I'm focused on. Um, and I'm really honest with my clients too. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to say, oh, your life looks great. All your numbers are fantastic. If actually they're not, you know, so happy to have those really hard, sad, sometimes situations, um, come about and deal with them really honestly. Cause I think that's when you get people to trust you and that's when you can really communicate and influence, but you can't influence unless you know the other side, the other person, what they're looking for, where they're at, where they've been, and actually bloody care about them. Like if that's too much to ask, they're not just a sale. They're not just a dollar figure for you, you know? Fantastic advice. Thank you so much, Lauren. My pleasure. (laughs) Thanks for joining me for another episode of Be The Drop. Don't forget to subscribe in order to ensure you never miss out on one of our weekly episodes. Be The Drop is produced by Narrative Marketing, where we believe that stories connect individuals and that powerful storytelling can positively impact the world. To unleash your storytelling superpower, visit narrativemarketing.com.au or check out our social links in the show notes. To contact me directly with any specific comments you have, you can email me via amelia at narrativemarketing.com.au. And don't forget that whilst a task or challenge may seem overwhelming, a waterfall begins with one drop and look what comes from that.